Hello, hello, and welcome to The Art of Being You with me, Rachel Wortman. You guys, this podcast is all about learning to be who God created you to be, embracing that person, and ultimately living your best life with Jesus. We've got a lot of great content today, so let's get to it in The Art of Being You. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Welcome to The Art of Being You. And hey, if you're listening to this in real time, happy Thanksgiving. This week is Thanksgiving week. And um, yeah, I hope you're having a great time doing what you're doing. Today on the episode, we're going to be talking about holidays and how to navigate the holidays um, because they're always a little bit loaded and I'm not just talking about your mashed potatoes. Uh, but before we dive into today's episode, I want to just make two quick announcements, things that you've heard me say already if you are a regular listener, and I want to say welcome back if you are. Number one is that we are taking the month of December off on the podcast. That's December 2021. We're not going to be airing any new episodes. So I'd love it if you've been, um, you know, if you hadn't had a chance to catch some of the ones you've wanted to listen to, you can take some time to catch up. Um, whatnot. I'll be doing some resting, recalibrating, getting ready for uh, a rock hard 2022. And so we'll be back with brand new episodes the first Tuesday of the new year. Uh, so yeah, I want to make note of that. Second of all, we are in the process of getting ready to launch a brand new book. I've written a second book and I'm really excited about this one. Uh, this one has been a real labor of love. It's a, a word from the Lord. I feel like God has given me to share with the world and it's called Goodness Culture, Recovering the Essence of Eden. And this book is, is it's a good one. It's, it's a good one. It's a good read. I, I think so anyway. I've been going through the edits and um, it's been really uh, interesting to see the stuff that God had had me write because it's been a while since I've looked at the manuscript. So I'm excited for you guys to get your hands on it. So we are collecting emails for an email list for our ministry. And uh, what that looks like is we're getting ready to launch a monthly devotional uh, email. It'll be a short little thing, sort of like the podcast, but straight to your inbox and just something to help prompt some conversations with you and the Lord. We're also going to be giving some announcements about the book as it comes up. Now, I am committing to you that I will not spam you. I will not overwhelm your inbox. I could never do that to you because I hate when that is done to me. So if you want to be on the email list, you can go to www.rachelwartman.com. And at the bottom of the homepage, there's a little button that you can subscribe to the e-newsletter. And I would love it if you did. Also, I want to say a special thanks to those of you guys who have been subscribing. I love seeing those emails coming through and getting them connected onto our big database. Uh, so yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for all of your support. You guys are the reason why this podcast still exists because if nobody was listening, I, well, I don't know. I might keep saying it just to talk to myself, I guess. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Let's, let's dive into today's topic. Um, is it the most wonderful time of the year? Is it really? And I don't know about you, but holidays come with so much, right? There's so much related to the holidays. It's not as cut and dry as It's a Wonderful Life wants us to think it is. It's not as cut and dry as, um, well, honestly, if you stop and think, most holiday movies do have some sort of relational drama in them. And most families have some sort of relational drama in them around the holidays as well. Today, I want to talk about and explore a little bit about those dynamics and how do we stay sane through the holidays. This is Thanksgiving week, if you're listening in, in real time, and this might be a good time for me to just sort of peel back the curtain a little bit and let you peer behind into the inner workings of my mind for 
I don't know, there's probably no point to this except to say that I don't really like Thanksgiving. So if there's anybody out there listening that has ever felt like you're not a big fan of Thanksgiving as a holiday, you have a sister uh, in that cause. <laughs> I'm not trying to end Thanksgiving for anyone. I still show up. I still make them foods, all those things. Uh, but I don't like it. And as I've become an adult and spent the last, I don't know, 20 years of adulthood trying to figure out why it is I don't like Thanksgiving, I've come to three conclusions. So maybe you can relate. Number one, I'm not a big fan of the Thanksgiving foods. Now, I could eat green bean casserole. That one is high on the list. I mean, I'm never taking that off the plate. Um, my grandma has a noodles recipe that I love and we always make. It's sort of like a dumplings kind of thing. It's an Ozark dumplings type recipe. So those two I'm good with. But the rest of the stuff, I'm kind of take it or leave it with Thanksgiving. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of turkey. Um, I'm not a big fan of of uh, the stuffing. Uh, my sister-in-law makes a great sweet potato casserole. That's awesome. But you know, when I when I sit down and think about Thanksgiving, usually I'm thinking about the people that are around the table and enjoying the time with my kids. As I become an adult, I realize Thanksgiving is really a holiday for the chefs, right? I mean, you plan the meal, you prepare the meal, you eat the meal, and then you clean the meal. That's really what Thanksgiving is. There's not really a spiritual or biblical component. I'm not a big fan of Thanksgiving. Now, I should clarify. I'm a big fan of the action of Thanksgiving. I'm a big fan of actually giving thanks for things. Obviously, that's a biblical principle. But I, I don't know. I could I could totally be fine without doing this holiday. I could just breeze over it um, and, and probably not miss a beat at all. When we got married, and I'm sure if you guys have ma are married, you've experienced this a little bit, families relate to holidays differently, right? And so some families, Thanksgiving is maybe more important than Christmas to them for whatever reason. And in other families, Christmas is the one. I've, I've heard countless stories of families where, you know, before they got married, actually, it was a, hey, just so you know, my family does Christmas like this, and this is what you're committing to come into kind of thing. And, you know, every family is different. Every family is unique in that. And every family has relational challenge. And on the heels of Thanksgiving, I just want to be a voice of truth to you, be a, a voice of, of vulnerability and honesty to you and, and acknowledge that most families out there have some sort of relational strife happening around the holiday. And, you know, I wish it wasn't like that, but it is. When we come into the holidays, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas, there is always something going on, right? There's always some sort of internal feeling happening. I think especially for the women. The women in the family, you know, we want to make the holiday special. We want to make memories. We want to... Um, have it be something that our kids look back on and, and really enjoy. And at the same time, knowing that to do that requires a tremendous amount of work, right? It's a lot of effort. And if you have a job, it's, it's, it's challenging because where do you build in the rest time? I don't know about you, but I sometimes feel like the holidays are the most wonderful time of the year and also the most stressful time of the year. So here's what I want to do. I just want to call out a couple of things that we do as human beings related to the holidays and then maybe give you a couple of thoughts of how to navigate that, how to mitigate that in your life. Number one, what the first thing that we do is we compare about so many things. We compare ourselves to the past, right? In nostalgia, we, we compare ourselves to our, our past experiences, our past traditions that we want to pass on. We compare this holiday to that holiday and see how it measures up. 
So we're we're comparing to the past. We're also comparing in the present, right? What is so and so doing, and and how many followers and likes is that gaining them? You know, we we do this. We get sucked into this. We look around and we say, "Oh wow, I wish I could be like that. I wish my family would be like this or that." I remember before my dad got saved, um, I had this dream of of having a family that really loved Jesus together, you know, and I, I dreamed of what it might be like for my family, my brother, my parents to uh, to be able to pray together at a, before a meal or to be able, you know, with sincerity, to be able to talk about the things that God was doing in our life. And I contended for that for a really long time. Part of the reason was because I was comparing myself to other families of believers and and really looking at this this sort of utopic uh, idea of what I thought would be a beautiful thing. As I grew in my life with Jesus and as I discovered, you know, when, I, when my dad gave his life to the Lord, for example, I realized that that's not really as cut and dry as it sounds. It's not as easy to accomplish as it might appear. Ultimately, when we're comparing to something else, we're really looking at our own family and saying, you're not really enough, right? You're not, you're not really enough. And I, I want to be clear here for a second. Comparison usually is happening within our own mind. And when we're doing it in our mind, we're, we're actually taking something away. Usually it's our own peace, our own um, joy, our own ability to look at our kids, for example, and say, just as you are, you are good, you know? And I really want to challenge you, if that's you, if you struggle with wanting to create a holiday like someone else has, etc., I really want to challenge you to sort of put both of your feet on solid ground this year and look at who you are, look at who your family is, and, and find a way to appreciate where they are right now instead of being frustrated about where they're not that you wish they were. Comparison is a, a real challenge. The other thing that happens, I believe, is that our, our expectations are so hard to manage. Managing expectations and then managing yourself after those expectations are not met, I think that's one of the biggest ways the holidays is a blunder for a lot of people. We get swept up into the romantic ideology of the Christmas season, for example, and I do it too. I'm going to be honest with you. But then there's all this expectation that arises within that, right? Uh, I'm a gifts person. That's my love language. I've always joked that, you know, if I ever needed a backup job, I would go be a personal giftologist. I, I'm really, I've got a knack for identifying great gifts to give to people. It's just something I enjoy to do. Now, I'm not saying I bat 100 every time, but it's like an art to me. It's, it's, it's a real, um, it's a hobby. I really enjoy it. And when I got married, I sort of just assumed that my husband would be able to learn how to do that, right? I just kind of assumed that he would he would pay attention in the same ways that I do. When I'm meeting someone, when I'm talking to someone, I'm usually thinking through um, the types of things they're interested in and how that relates to gifts I can give them. Now, that might sound crazy to you, and that's totally okay. That's just how my brain works. It's second nature to me. This isn't something I'm I'm choosing to do. There's no strain in this. This is actually joy in my life. And I say that because sometimes... Sometimes when we look at people who, who are great gift givers, for example, then if that's not you, you can begin to feel all this stress and that's not the goal, right? Being your authentic self and giving out of that place is important. So my first couple of Christmases with my husband were just, just horrifying um, challenges because I was so worried about what he might get me. Would he get me what I asked for? Would he not give me what I asked for? Would he surprise me? Would that surprise be good? All of these types of things. 
And then, so the emotions on the front end were really difficult to manage, lots of anxiety. Then on the back end, having to manage the emotion of being disappointed often because that's just not how he is. It took us a really, really long time to strike a balance of how to not let gift giving in our marriage be a really sore spot. I mean, we've been married 17 and a half years now, and I'm telling you, it's been it took probably 12, 13 years to really get this down. Part of that has to do with the expectations, right? Managing the expectations. So this is our second thought for today is how are you doing managing your expectations? So here's an example. Our budget provides expectations for us, right? We have so much money we can spend on Christmas, and if we spend any more than that, we're going to be suffering come January. I want to really challenge you to not be in debt over Christmas. It's, it's, it's difficult, especially when your kids are wanting things that, um, that you can't afford to pay cash for, right? But the challenge comes when it's a cycle because you extend yourself at Christmas time. You're still paying it off in January, February, maybe even March. And then you're using the rest of the year as a break time to do it all over again. When I'm uh, counseling uh, couples that are getting ready to get married, a lot of times we'll have a conversation about Christmas planning or when people are getting ready to... Um, have kids, we'll have this conversation and, and talk about how it's important to actually save up for Christmas instead of paying it off on the back end, right? To set a budget for what you feel like is reasonable for your kids and and then to, to make sure you can pay cash for that. Because part of the expectations component is after the holiday is over, having to pay for something, right? And if it didn't go as well as you want it to, well, that's even worse, that's just a really challenging thing to live under. So we've got to manage our expectations both financially and relationally and personally. I want to say this to you. You know, if you're a parent in the room, then you know how much work goes into creating a great holiday experience. If you follow me on social media, you've probably seen that we like to do things over the top. That's just that is my personality. That's um I always tell people, look, you know, the Pinterest mom thing from a few years ago, if you are a Pinterest mom, mom by nature, you don't need to feel bad about it. And if you're not a Pinterest mom by nature, you don't need to feel bad about it. It has not, there's no comparison. You know, my comparison when I'm dreaming up over the top stuff for my kids is actually just myself. I'm, I'm going off of previous years and what sounds fun to me. And it is fun to me. One year we wrapped with wrapping paper, the entire kitchen. Uh, we made a wall of wrapping paper so that when when the kids came out from the room they were taking a nap in, they had to bust through a wall to get into the, the Christmas gift area. Um, I, I like doing that kind of stuff. So I might post that on Facebook and it might cause somebody else to be like, oh, now I got to do something over the top. Look, most of the people who are posting this kind of stuff, they're not asking about that. They're not wanting to challenge you. They're honestly probably just wanting to remember for themselves. So who are you in the holidays? What sounds like a good holiday to you? And how do you manage your own personal experience? expectations. How do you manage that? I'm in an interesting spot. We've had a, a pretty challenging year this year, a lot of stress this year, a lot of sadness, a lot of change. Um, you know, we lost my father-in-law a couple months ago and, um, or last month, actually, if you're listening to this in real time. And it just has provided a lot of, of challenge. It's been a lot of adjustment, right? A lot of things that come with that kind of thing. And, um, when you lose someone. And so when I'm looking into this Christmas, I mentioned earlier that we have a tendency to compare to nostalgia, right? And I'm also thinking about ideas that I want to do to top last year. But at the core of it, my main drive is what can we manage? 
What can we actually do that we can do with joy? What can we do that we can do without stress? And working hard to do that and letting go of everything else. Look, maybe this is your permission. Maybe this is your permission to think about the holidays differently, to think about what would be a blessing to you. A lot of times when we interact with family and we have challenging family dynamics, I mean, who doesn't? But when we have that, that can become a huge point of stress. So maybe this year, the way you manage the expectations is by setting time limits, right? Hey, hey, uh, I'm at so-and-so's family's house and at seven o'clock, I'm going to go home. I'm just going to give myself permission to, to go ahead and go home. You know, whatever the case may be that you are taking care of your own heart and your own needs and the needs of your family. Ultimately, that is the most important thing you can do for your holidays, Holidays are a stressful time, but I, I, the last thing I want to talk about today is really just challenge you that in Christmas time, the beauty of Christmas is really connecting with the birth of Jesus, with Emmanuel, God with us right? That he actually came down to be with us. And next week, we're actually going to talk about that extensively, not necessarily from a Christmas perspective, but um, something I felt like God put on my heart for you listeners. And uh, I'm excited about that. But the truth of the matter is, Christmas, as we all know, is not so much about the gifts. It's not so much about the expectations. It's not so much about what we get out of it, but it's about communing with God, right? Celebrating who he is. And I want to give you permission today to do that in the way that makes sense to your family. One last note about managing expectations that I think is important. If you know that you are not going to spend as much money on your kids as you have done in years past, for example, go ahead and have that conversation with them. I think it really benefits our children to include them in the process, you know, because we know that Santa is not bringing these presents. MasterCard is, right? Santa's not bringing these presents. The bill is coming to mom and dad. And so when we think about that, when we bring them into that reality, we help them learn what is true and what's real. Different years that we've um, had lower income uh, or, or financial challenges or even just decided we weren't going to spend as much money on gifts, you know, we've actually included our kids in that conversation and let them know, hey, look, I know in years past, you know, you might have gotten this really great, amazing gift, but this year we're actually going to, to go a little smaller. We're going to do our best to get you something that you like. But, you know, I want to kind of help you set your expectations correctly. There's so much honor in doing that, right? There's so much honor in the, to, to honor the people that you love in doing that. Maybe for you, managing your expectations this year looks like having a conversation with family and just letting them know, like, hey, look, you know, this has been a tough season for me and um, I'm really tired. So here's here's kind of what I'm able to do. Would it be OK with you if I, you know, did this instead of what we normally do? Give yourself permission. I think that's really, really important. So the holidays can be the most wonderful time of the year, and they can be not the most wonderful time of the year. Depending on where you're coming at the holidays for this year, I just want to encourage you. You have permission to be yourself. You have permission to draw the boundaries that you need to draw. You have permission to extend grace and mercy in a way that you maybe haven't thought about before. You have permission to, to be who you want to be and to do what you want to do as long as it's you know mutually decided upon if you're married and have a family. I know that it's difficult sometimes. And if you are one of those that has a difficult go at the holidays, just know that you are not alone. You are not alone. 
Don't read into what you see on social media. Stay true to who you know God to be for you. And you're going to get through this. Until next time, be blessed. So you've just listened to The Art of Being You with Rachel Wartman. I hope you enjoyed this episode of my podcast. And listen, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and rate or review this podcast on wherever you're listening from. Also, share it with a friend. Help me get the word out. Until next time, be blessed.